are back in the basement for another episode of The Disconnect. I'm your host, Zach Hayes, and as always, my brother, partner in crime, Mr. Phil Hayes. What's going on? Right across from me here. Um, So this past weekend, a little bit of sad news for the uh, older millennial generation here. (laughs) Uh, One of TV's greatest uh, uh, father figures of the 90s passed away, Mr. Bob Saget. Yeah, I when I heard that, I was like, really? Not not Bob, come on. First Norm MacDonald, then Betty White, and then Norm MacDonald, or then Bob Saget. We yeah. are, we're, we're losing the, the, the big names left and right, and uh, not yeah. a great way to kick off 2022. But I guess in honor of that, today's episode, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of sitcom dads. Yeah. You know, you you look back and it's like you kind of, even as parents now, like you look back and like those were, aside from what you had in your household, like these are the different types of father figures that you <laughs> you you witnessed at a young age and kind of right. grew up with. You know? Yeah, you're taking parenting tips from uh, from uh, Danny Tanner. A, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. It depends on who you're. Uh, uh, who you're emulating, I guess. And there's a, right. a, a wide range of uh, fathers that appear, that will probably appear on this list and appeared on TV and all had very, very different parenting styles. <laughs> For sure. And to me, I just want to note too that I, I still like uh, the AFV. I like Bob Saget for AFV Over, a little bit better. Yeah. You know, in, in the moment, it was so corny, like the voiceovers, <laughs> yeah. but looking back on it, like, that made the videos. And he was the best host in my eyes, but... Uh, Dave Coulier tried to replicate it with America's... <laughs> what was it? America's Funniest, Funniest people. people. Yeah. And then, you know, you get uh, uh, Danny Tanner. It's like, for yeah. some reason, the Full House guys just had to play videos of random clips for some reason. No John Stamos, but, though. <laughs> but if you look at it, he was too busy drumming for the Beach Boys. <laughs> right, yeah. But if you look at it, like, from that perspective, Phil, those, those clips of, like... America's funniest videos that ushered in like the, the ridiculousness, yeah. the, uh, uh, Tosh.0 and other shows like that, that played clips and had people kind of talking over them and commenting on them. That was the beginning yeah. of you know, pre YouTube and everything. That's where you saw your viral videos. Yeah. And his little, uh, dog voices and stuff like that. They were like, Oh no, no, I fell down the stairs. <laughs> right. Where'd my pants go? <laughs> Uh, so, okay, not, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're veering off you. topic, but <laughs> our Mount Rushmore. So we're going to present our, our four favorite TV sitcom dads and Phil, yep. I'm going to let you lead off. And obviously if we have duplicates here, we'll discuss them at the same time. Cause I'm sure there's right. going to be some, but there will be some others that are like out of left field. I'm sure. I hope so. I hope we don't match all of them. That would be boring. Yeah. A little boring. But considering we grew up watching the same <laughs> yeah. shows, it could happen. Yeah. All right, so the first one uh, that I'm going to go with on my Mount Rushmore, it's going to be from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We're going to go with Uncle Phil, which not a, not not sold as a father, still right. a father. He had uh, he know, did have children. He had Carlton, <laughs> yeah. Hillary, and Ashley, yeah, and and Nikki, Nikki yeah. but a father figure nonetheless to the main right. character. Will, Will Smith. Yeah. And to me, I think Uncle Phil was just kind of like the epitome of what 
the you know sitcom dad was it was like he he was the man of the house he was uh the breadwinner yeah he was the breadwinner he had a good good career he always had good advice for the kids he was kind of uh he was kind of crotchety he was kind of uh grouchy but that seems to be a theme yeah yeah but the the thing i think i loved most about uncle phil because he is on my mount rushmore as well uncle phil without without a doubt um the thing about him is that he was very, very strict with these kids yeah. when he needed to be. Right. But some of the best episodes of The Fresh Prince were when Uncle Phil showed his- Loosened up a little. Well, not just loosened up, but like showed what he would be willing to do for those kids at any point right. in time. The, the, the episodes I remember when, <clears throat> which were way ahead of their time, I guess, was when, you know- uh, Carlton and Will were locked up in jail <laughs> yeah. for driving one of the partners at the firm's car. They had to drive it somewhere and yeah. they got pulled over. Basically, driving while black is right. what they got pulled over for. And then, you know, when when Uncle Phil walks into the police station and basically threatens to tie these cops up in litigation so so for so long that their 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 grandkids will be dealing with this like yeah he comes through and one of the most classic fatherly episodes is the one where will's biological father <laughs> yeah i knew that was coming you know yeah he comes in and he he basically is like he promises will to take him on this road trip and Will's Luke. so excited and you know uncle phil steps in and he's that he has to be there for will when he's right. most vulnerable and the whole why doesn't he want me man like <laughs> yeah that's where Uncle Phil stepped up, took in this this basically kid from the hood, the Philly hood, <laughs> yeah. and raised him as his own. Right. Gave him an opportunity. And, you know, the end of the episodes where, you know, everybody's going off on their own way and Will doesn't know where he's going to go. And, you know, Uncle Phil just reiterates it like he's fa- he's he's just as much one right. of his kids as any of the other ones. Yeah, and Uncle Phil, it was kind of the, a theme through the whole, you know, series that he was uh, annoyed by Will, that he was, uh, and he was. And but, rightfully so. Right. Will, Will did some stupid stuff. Right, but he was always there for him when he needed to be, and I mean, it was, he's he's just kind of a, you know, he might be one of the, he. I think he would be in my top one or two, actually. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think as, as far as that goes, and, and especially when you look at, like, people who, uh, you know, are, are just seem like good people that you'd want to have in your family. There's right. Uncle Phil's right on that list. And one other For one, sure. rest in peace. Yeah. James Avery, you know what I mean? I it's know. Like, we're, we're losing the good ones. Did um, you ever see that picture of uh, Will Smith where it looked like he was like, he looked like Uncle <laughs> Phil? He was slowly, but that's yeah. the thing, man. He's, get, he's getting up there. I know. And a lot of these, uh, these uh, parents who are on, or these actors who are on these sitcoms back in the 90s when we were watching it, <laughs> They were like almost our age now. Right. It's weird to think about. It's like a lifetime that long goes ago. through. Um, I'm going to go with my my first one on the list since we both have uh, Uncle Phil on there. Yeah. My one that I'm going to lead off with, which might kind of be uh, a bit of a, a sleeper, is, is Alan Matthews from yeah. Boy Meets World. 
I he was like an honorable mention for me because I was de- de- debating whether or not to put him on, and I was like, you know what, I- I'm going to leave him off. But um, he was another great dad where it was the same type of thing where like he was kind of a father figure to Sean who didn't have right. a father in the show. He did, but he was yeah, never for every, there for him. For, for every uh, Alan Matthews, there's a Chet Hunter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In, in the world, and I think that's like it. it a lot of people can relate to that where you've got, uh, you know, as people grow up and they make these friendships in school, you've got some guys that are, you know, come from good, stable families. And then you have kids who come from the other side of the track, but they can still be friends. And, you know, there are some times where, you know, uh, these, it's always these very special episodes (laughs) where, where, uh, you know, like, uh, Alan is uh, basically accusing Sean of of the, being the reason why Corey was was drinking. Yeah, and then Corey's like, "No, he drank with me because blah blah blah," and like right. I was the bad influence. And yeah, it's like these these enlightening moments, but it, it it causes this domino effect. But to me, with him, it, it, he was he was a, a a laid back dad, right? Blue collar, worked at the grocery store. Yeah, provided for the family. But it was also kind of a, uh, you know, knew when it was okay to uh, give the kids a little slack. Right. But also, he was very strict when he needed to be, and he didn't he didn't pull any punches with them. Yeah, he was one of those where Uncle Phil was a little more strict on the strict end, where I feel like... Uh, Alan Matthews was kind of like, he was, he was kind of like even keeled throughout the show where with little, with small moments of like anger or, you know, comforting the kids. It was, but he was always kind of a guy where you're like, man, he's pretty laid back, cool, chilled out dude. Well, I remember the episode where, uh, basically he let Corey stay up and watch the baseball game. Oh yeah. And then, Uh you know, so, and then obviously Mr. Feeney next door, he, he was Corey's teacher right. and they have to have that conversation of, you know, uh, you know, he was, why did you let him say up? Blah, blah, blah. He's yeah. like, These are the things he's going to remember. You know what I mean? It's like, those are, those are those moments where it's like, okay, from a, from being your, being a father yourself, it's like, okay, how many days of school will they remember exactly what happened that day? Yeah. But those special moments where you can, you can do that with your child, you, you should take advantage of those opportunities because yeah, life is short. What are they going to remember? So those are the kind of things where it's like he wasn't as much of a focal point or a comedic presence as Uncle Phil was. But no. I, I still think as far as fathers go, you got to put him up there on the list. I agree with that. I think that was a good good pick. Um, and Boy Meets World was an amazing show. So. Such a great show. <laughs> All right, so the next one on my list, and I think this is one where we're not – going to match on, okay. but, um, I'm going to go with Dan Connor from Roseanne <laughs> and <laughs> you are, you are a notorious Roseanne fan. I, I love so Roseanne. It, I guess it doesn't surprise me right. that, uh, he makes the list, but I, yeah. I'm curious to know why, because he was just kind of like a guy's guy. He plus to me, like on that show, Roseanne was like, I mean, to me, she, at least to me, she was funny sometimes, but like little over the top, a little too obnoxious. And I felt like Dan was like that. He was like the presence on the show where it was like, he was always funny to me. Like he was, he was just a good character, good casting for that, for that role. I mean, nobody's better than John Goodman. I mean, no, he's great. And like, 
I, I don't know. I just think that as far as now, I don't know, like the whole thing where they're like, uh, super like kind of nasty about stuff on the show and this and that, like, I don't so much like that where it's like, people are like, Oh, that's how all, well, they're always like, Oh, that's how families are in, uh, in middle America. And it's like, not really. I feel like Roseanne and her family are kind of over the top gross, but like, (laughs) (laughs) well, it, for the time it was something different on TV because you got to figure you're coming off the years of like, you know, uh, the Cosby show and kind of this, you know, father knows best mentality and really, uh, you know, painting a picture of, of what does more, what does the perfect family look like? Right. You know, even like, and this was going to be a, a, an honorable mention on my, my end, like a, like a, a growing pains, like, like, uh, Mr. Seaver, you know, uh, those are, those are people who, you know, are a little more that what they were trying to sell the middle class as. Right. And then you get the lower middle class of, you know, the, the, what suburb, what some parts of suburbia do look like. And that was yeah. the, the, the Connors, you know, and that was, uh, Roseanne and, and Dan who were both working and, right. uh, barely scraping by. And they, they dealt with a lot of just the, I think it reflected how, how difficult just life could be. Yeah, for um, sure. Because a lot of stuff like that, there was always, for some reason, no matter what these people did with jobs, they had, they had money. You right. Know what I mean, and now this is like, well, wait a second. That's not like this for everybody. No. And they were always like that where they were trying to like, I think there was a time where he was opening a motorcycle shop and like sure. he, he was, was a but, construction guy or something. Yeah. Like that. He was always doing odd jobs and she, right. she had, she worked at the diner yep. and uh, the, she worked at some sort of you know, factory. factory. Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing I think with him, he was like more of the like uh beer drinking bar hopping sure. uh, type of guy. And I don't, uh, we're not even going to get into the, like the episodes where he, where they win the lottery and things like that. that and it's all a fever dream. dream. Yeah. It, it, we're we're going to leave that out of the picture, but I mean, he was just kind of that like guy's guy where he was a little more rough around the edges, but he was, he was funny. And to yeah. me, he kind of, I think he was the best character on the show. I always thought the show was good, but the characters were not always my favorite besides him and Roseanne. I thought were great. And then I was never a big fan of the show. Like, I know that yeah. it doesn't. So I don't remember like a lot of key, right? Uh, like episodes or yeah. personality traits. Like I know enough to know how it was framed, but like, I couldn't tell you specifics. It just kind of never, never spoke to me, I guess. Yeah. And I get that. I, th- I think it's a, that's a type of show where like, it's gonna. It's very polarizing. Where it's gonna, you're gonna either like it or you're gonna hate it. I feel yeah. like. Well, okay. So moving on, that one did not make my list. But moving on, I've got yeah. uh, uh, before he was Walter White on yeah. uh, Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah, he was Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Now, right. Malcolm in the Middle, Hal on paper, not a good dad. No, more like the kids. Yeah, but. The the guy gets an A for effort. <laughs> right. He never stopped trying. No. I mean, he was uh, comical. Yeah. Uh, and, and and more like a, a a fifth child, or I guess in later episodes, the sixth child. Yeah. Of the uh, of the, I don't even know their last name. What was their last name on Malcolm? And um, you got me. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I just there some of the 
just the way he was and the things that he did was such a such a real insight to what like uh, somebody who's just like so inadequately prepared to <laughs> right. be a father like how they would how they would be he's just getting through it yeah but he was always like just a uh he would always just be part of like what the kids were doing and i think <laughs> right. it was just hilarious because he he was not a disciplinarian the mom no. was a disciplinarian in that family and <laughs> He was kind of staying out of her way. Yeah. 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 But I think he was, uh, just, just from that perspective, he tried so hard. Yeah. And, and, and that's where almost some of the comedic, uh, elements would come from was what would happen when he did try so hard right. and things just went to, to shit basically. Yeah. And, and he was equally afraid of the mom as the kids were. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, I always remember that episode. It was always really funny to me where he, he had like his hair kind of poofed out and he was asking which looked better. And he had one side poofed out and one side slicked down. And I just, I always thought that was funny, but he, uh, there was an episode also where he, I think he like made a bunker out of like, he found some room or something in the house. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think he found some like little room and he kept like sliding away to the yes, bunker. Yeah, it was like in the back of the closet or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was something like that. And I, I always thought that that, <laughs> that was funny where he was always trying to like squeak away to do his own thing in the episodes. There was there was one one where he's he's coming in and he's, he's, uh, he's trying to, f- he walks in the house and he's trying to fix the light, the, the light bulb or something <laughs> yeah. like that. He turns it on. It doesn't work. He's got to change out the light bulb. He goes to the drawer where the light bulbs are uh-huh. and he opens the drawer. The handle breaks off. So now he's got to go to the, uh, the, the hardware store to get a new handle. Right. But when he does that, that check engine light comes on. Yeah. So by the end of it, he's in the garage and he's underneath the hood trying yep. to fix everything. His wife walks in and she goes, I thought you were trying to fix the, uh, uh, when are you going to fix the, the, the light bulb there? And he goes, what does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> right. It's just like the, that's the epitome of the domino effect of, of adult parenthood life where one thing leads to the next and you never truly finish the task at hand. And that's right. Me, that like sums up everything as a, as a, as a dad where it's like, I thought you were doing this what does it look like I'm doing? I, I, right. I'm getting there, but this is what ha- happens through the, the distractions and everything else where that has to be done before I can get to this. For sure. And I mean, he, he was kind of one of those like duct tape dads where like it was, he oh, was yeah. kind of patching things up didn't and really wasn't really good at anything. He right. Also, didn't he also work at it? No, he didn't work at the supermarket. The wife. Did. No, the wife did. What did he do? Um, shoot. What did he do? You know what? I Some think he had like office an office job. job. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, but I think that's a great choice. And he was another one where like, I was kind of thinking about it, but it, and it's, it's always so crazy to think that he was, uh, you know, in breaking bad as Walter white and then in Malcolm in the middle as the father, because there's such, you know, drastic differences in the roles, but he played them so well. It's shocking that he would be, it would be like, uh, if you were to like, almost as if you would, um, cast like, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld, Costanza from right. Seinfeld as, uh, as Walter White. Like yeah. you wouldn't be able to see it because I can't stop seeing George, but I, right. I think Malcolm in the middle was a, a niche yeah. audience where not a lot of people, it wasn't a huge show. Right. So I think that's what allowed them to get away with it. But For great, sure. A, great actor there. Yeah. That was Brian a good Cranston. choice. 
because as we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, he he was he was really good. Um, all right, so my next one on the list is going to be, um, and this one is he's cartoon dad, cartoon dad, but and it's not Homer Simpson, okay? Because I think Hank Hill is much better. <laughs> I was I was going <laughs> to say Hank Hill was up there on my Mount Rushmore. Hank Hill he? is a. He, he's a he's a good father. He's yeah. probably one of the best cartoon dads out there because one of my favorites. Most, most of the cartoon dads are are just morons. They're mm-hmm. idiots. Homer Simpson's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, Peter Griffin's an idiot. Like, it's, right. It's 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 hard to make a good father out of a out of a on a comedy. Not only a comedy, but a cartoon nonetheless. Right. And Hank Hill to me is one of those guys where he's just. He's such a tight ass. He's got such a stick up his butt, like, but he's also his his little tiny butt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he's, uh, the whole, his relationship with Bobby is just so funny. And I, I think that Hank Hill, even though it's a cartoon, um, I think there's a lot of, you know, father son relationships out there like that. Oh, I, I think there's, there's probably more than most. It's, it's a very old school type right thing where anything that Bobby was into, Hank was, yeah. It, it, would, it would almost like make him shiver a little bit, because right? He didn't he always? It was always like why Bobby starts dancing with the dog, yeah, exactly. And Hank starts do- dancing with uh, Ladybird, <laughs> right? And then uh, Bobby was doing his uh, the propaniacs to try to like get closer to uh, to, to find Hank. common interests, yeah. And there's nothing better than propane at that point, right? Exactly. And and it's just so funny how how into like propane and propane accessories uh, Hank Hill was. He was very passionate about his job uh, and about his family. And I mean, to me, like he was just so funny without being funny. Like it's hard to explain, but he was he just was such a great dad. Well, he was the he was the but he was also the dad that the 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 thing that I will counter argue with this is that he he wasn't really very accepting of of Bobby's interests. Like anything <laughs> no. Bobby was doing was Would weird. you be? <laughs> was, well, but they're kids. Like, <laughs> right. It was weird to him. Like the, yeah, there's everything was uh, to be of some sort of concern when it came to, to Bobby. Like yeah, he wanted to paint fluffy clouds in his bedroom. I don't blame him, dude. <laughs> if Calvin was painting fluffy clouds in his bedroom, I'd be a little bit worried. Yeah, I mean, let it let a kid be a kid, I guess. <laughs> but at the same time, I I get it, I guess. But yeah, Hank Hill <laughs> is uh, 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 funny without being without trying to be funny. It's not ha ha funny. It's right. That people like that probably do exist. It's like the the whole thing where Peggy like makes him have conversations with Bobby, and he'll go in. And he'll, he'll sit down, kind of give him a rundown and then Bobby reacts and he'll kind of just be like, Oh God, (laughs) it's like, he's just, he's trying, like you said, he's trying to find common ground with his son, but it's just so hard for him. Yeah. It's, 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 it shows that, you know, parenting's parenting's, not easy. Yeah. And some people are just not (laughs) meant to be that you, you have to have this balance with, with parenting styles because they're that, that that nurturing aspect doesn't come naturally to a lot of people, especially men. I right. Think it's, it's, yeah. it's hard. So like you're, you're taking all these pieces of, of, <laughs> of st- parenting styles and hopefully you mold it into one good father. Right. Was, no, that, I get was you. that four for you? Was that all? Nope. Okay. That was three. Okay. So I'm on my fourth then. Yes. This is my fourth. Okay. And I don't know where this falls with you, but Tim, the tool man, Taylor. 
Yeah, I didn't. You know so, what? I didn't even think of that. You didn't think of Tim Tate? Okay, so let me, let me tell you, and, and this is another one where on paper, not a good dad. Not a, not a right. great dad. It, yeah. He is, he's he's kind of, there, there's, there's a theme here with like these fathers that maybe lack the uh, emotional yeah. connection that uh, their kids are looking for. And then the mom steps in and, you know, it's very, um, he's a guy's guy. Yeah. He's very into, he's into cars, he's into sports and he's obviously, he's always trying to fix things and they never, they never <laughs> tend to work. And, right. And his, his personal life is similar. Yeah. Where he's trying to fix things with the kids and anything he does is somehow the wrong thing. And I yeah. think I relate to that a little bit. Right. Because I, you know, I have certain interests and my kids don't necessarily have those same interests. So I'm trying to find ways to connect with them and I can, I can attempt to fix things around the house, but usually I screw it up. Yeah. Same. Uh, and, and I think from, from the, his perspective is, is like trying the things he does to try to get the kids interested in what he's doing and right. you try to bring them into the fold and get them involved. So you can like, you can share these little, the little things of life. And, you know, you turn to other people who are smarter than you, like a Wilson and you, you look right. for their advice to, uh, to try to fix things. And when you try to explain it back to your wife, it's not really right. <laughs> you missed a <laughs> yeah. few key points, but, uh, you know, to me, that's pr- Tim the Toolman Taylor was probably the closest to what our dad was like yeah. growing up to a certain degree. I think he's more right. he's definitely more uh Tim Taylor than Uncle Phil. Yeah. Or, uh, almost like an Alan Matthews meets a Tim Taylor. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the thing is that that show was set in Detroit. In Detroit, so, there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, so you got to see a lot of references. I never realized that like Home Improvement was such a big show all around the country because oh, yeah. it was so localized for us. But I mean, yeah, he was a great dad. And you, I always wondered though, like, why is he not good at this stuff? He's he's Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, like, that's because Al was thing. Al was the Al was the, <laughs> His the, the brains behind yeah. the the operation. He right. was the guy that knew what he was doing, but. Uh, but that's what was so interesting about that is like, it's one of those things where it's as fathers, as dads, yeah. it's all about the effort. As long as you're trying right. to make things work, then, then, you know, that's, that's one of the most important things being there and just trying your best day in yeah. and day out. Right. And that was the thing is you also saw on that show where he was trying to, he had, it was harder for him to like relate to Randy and Mark sure. sometimes. Brad was like Brad the was one. Brad sports. Yeah. So it's like, and, and that's something I'm sure we'll encounter as right. we, as our kids get older is, is like, you know, you know, there was that Mark was going through a goth stage. Uh, that was and so it's funny. Like, you know, you, you're, you, you, he didn't get it. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and you know, those are the type of things where as you know, our kids get older, we're going to encounter that. And I, I do hope that with how thing how the world is kind of moving in a different direction now, I hope that they don't get away from things like that on sitcoms. Addressing it. Yeah. Because it still is going to be, uh, you know, something that's there, whether, and I know that everyone needs to be accepting of everybody and stuff, but 
it still is, you know, going to be hard for, for people. And I think those things need to be addressed. And, you know, the one thing though about Tim Taylor is Jill, I feel like never really had his back. She was kind of, uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of Jill on that show. No, but. a lot of people were not. And I, I think even the cast itself, <laughs> right. like, they did not get along well. It was always like, I remember hearing those rumors where like Jill was like, <laughs> like the actress was like, well, I want her to be, have this career and I want uh, the, the episodes to focus on Jill's right. career. And they, they touched on that a little bit, but yeah. in reality, the producers were like, that's not what this show is. Yeah, it's this not, is not real life. It's not, it's not the Jill show. <laughs> right. It's 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 about Tim the Toolman Taylor, and you are a supporting cast member. Like, Nobody's tuning in for Jill. Exactly. So you give her an episode and you move along. I, <laughs> right. And, and like, <laughs> should have been on Designing Women. <laughs> right. And that's the thing is she was she definitely was a good character on the show, um, but it focused around Tim, and he was I I can't believe I didn't think of him. Like that he's, he was such a, a great, uh, you know, TV dad and I never even dawned on me. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it was definitely, uh, on my Mount Rushmore, but Phil, you get to cap things off here. I get the last one. Cause I definitely would have swapped it out for this one, but it's going to be, <laughs> uh, the last one on here and he would be my fourth on the list, okay. but, <laughs> but um, you saved him for last. Yeah. He's going to be, it's going to be Al Bundy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> because as a father, you're well, giving him the top billing as I, or I'm not, we're not saying father. the best father. Well, I, I would not necessarily the best father, but like. He might be the worst father. He's like the equivalent of Homer Simpson in in re in in real form. But he was so funny. I mean, that show. Although that's another one where, like, the show. I it was a great show, but uh, I think Al Bundy was what kind of carried that show. Yeah, and and uh, what's his name in real life? Uh, is it uh, Ed O'Neill? Ed O'Neill. Yeah. I mean, would, who would later play? A father in Modern Family, right. which had plenty of Phil Dunphy, I guess, could have could have made the list at some point. Yeah, but, but uh, Ed O'Neill, the great actor, because yeah. the he was basically like he's the he was the dad that checked out. Right, Al Bundy <laughs> hated his family. <laughs> yeah, Al Bundy hated his life. Yeah, Al Bundy was miserable. Yeah, uh, yep, and. I guarantee you there were a lot of dads growing up in the 90s that really could relate to the character. Right. The whole thing of like just sticking his hand down his pants and sitting on the couch. like That's all he had to live for. (laughs) Right. He always got... The like he always got the short end of the stick. Yeah. It's like, did he like Peggy or did he hate her? It was kind of a... (laughs) He hated her, but there were certain times in the episodes where like I could never tell if he thought he had like a, a good looking wife or if he thought that she was uh like uh, if he just hated her all around. I don't know. It was I, I don't I think he hated her all around from what I remember. <laughs> I think he hated everybody. He he, uh, he was always the he was always ogling other women <laughs> right. like when uh an attractive woman would come in the shoe store and you know I yeah. I don't think you could get away with a lot no. of what married with children was getting away with in the nineties. I don't think that would, fly. you'd have to put it in a cartoon nowadays if you want to get away with exactly. That. For some reason that's okay. Yeah. It's not real people. I, and that's the thing though, is I think Al Bundy was the kind of like the, the scumbag father where For sure he wasn't a good dad. He wasn't a good husband, but he was good TV. So he was definitely good TV. Right. I guess it set the bar very low 
to mm-hmm. where, you know, you could, at least you weren't Al Bundy at right. the end of the day. At least your life was better than Al Bundy's life. Yeah. And he was that, uh, he, he was a football star in high school and Polk, he was kind of Polk high school. Yeah. The washed up guy. So, I mean, yeah, Al Bundy made the list, uh, purely on, um, kind of being one of a kind to me. <laughs> yeah. You don't, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of another, I'm surprised he never, <laughs> Hey, he never left. Right. He never ran out yeah, to get that's cigarettes true. and never came back that's because true. I feel like in reality, like a guy like that, he almost would. Yeah. Cause a lot of these dads on this list that we're talking about, you can kind of compare them to other dads and sure. Al Bundy, there's not a whole lot to compare him to. No, there's really not now. Now. Okay. Would if, if, if all the BS didn't happen with Bill Cosby, would Bill Cosby make the list? Well, not mine because I, I, I think the Cosby show was a little too old for me. Um, I don't know if it was around, I, I don't know when it ran, honestly, but late eighties, maybe finished up in the nineties. Yeah. I was a little bit too young for it, but, um, yeah, I think he probably would have made a lot of people's list before the last few years, which maybe that shows you just cause you can emulate this concept of being the perfect dad yeah. and fa- and being a, a, a really good father figure, maybe, uh, and then you have demons in your your closet. Yeah, it doesn't that mean you're not a monster. Exactly. So maybe maybe it's okay to be less like a, 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 a Dr. Cosby and more like a, a more like a Hal or a Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah, look for that happy medium. I, is it it's is it surprising that even though this episode kicked off with the Danny Tanner talk that he didn't make any well, list. And that's the thing. I didn't throw him on there because I feel like he kind of is, uh, with just with what we're talking about and everything. I kind of, I didn't want to throw him on the list. I feel like we so, know that he's one of the yeah, but better it, it, dads. My argument though, he had, he had to have he had a lot of help. Guys. He had yeah. to have two other guys come in to help raise. Come on, three Danny. Kids. I mean, come on. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. one for every, that's one true. For every kid. Come yeah, on. That would be a little easier. I mean, these guys never left the house. Like, you know, come right. on, there, there, there's, there's this uh, uh, element of, you know, you're, you're making these guys feel obligated to stay. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, I think that he was a good dad, but uh, he would not have been on my, you know, top list. Now, quick question for you. Who yeah. do you think that you would be closest to on this list in that's your a, dad's style? That's a, that's a great question. And my answer would probably be tool man. Okay. Uh, and and gotcha. I, I say that because it's, <coughs> it, it's just those struggles that you go through as a father where yeah. it, 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 it mimics my, my life. I think the most where it's like the, the mom's kind of driving the ship yeah. from a parental standpoint right. and, and, and dictating how things go. And then you're just kind of there to step in when you need to. Not that it's not that you're not there in the other times, but more just like I I defer to you because the parent I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to learn this parenting thing and you seem to have it down really well. Right. And that's that's more of a that's more of a credit to my wife than it is to me because she's she's the natural when it comes to that stuff. Right. And I think as a father, you're looking around and you're you're like, okay, where where do I how do I fit into this and 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 still be the authoritarian, uh, the authority figure, the comedic relief, the yeah. the fun, uh, the 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 fun aspect of 
the parenting, I guess. So it's trying to figure right. out just where your your role fits in as a dad when when mom's already got it down so well. Yeah. And that's that's my answer. What about you? Um, I would probably I'd probably have to go with Hal from uh from Malcolm in the Middle, just because kind of the same thing where it's like I I'm trying to, you know, the, like the duct tape dam where I'm trying to like, I'm trying to fix things around the house, but it's not going well. And, you know, I'm always trying to like get away and kind of do my own little thing. And, uh, but I'm also, you know, there for the kids trying to do my best. Um, so I, I would say like, I would definitely say that would be my go-to. Yeah. You give me hell. You give me hell vibes. A little bit. Yeah. But, uh, let's hope there's no more, uh, uh, Hey, passings of, I'm not Al Bundy. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Well, I'm just, you know, it's it's weird as these people do start to pass away. Right, I know it's, it. It's odd because it's it's showing how, you know, how your life is progressing. It's making yeah. you reevaluate things. And it's like your your parents were these people's age. So I it's know. like it's like you you start you start looking at it like, oh man, how much, how much time does anybody have left at this point? And you yeah. just, you just don't know. It's, it's one of those weird things to think about. So let's right. just hope more happy times ahead, but this was a nice time to reflect on, uh, uh, some, some famous sitcom dads. And yeah, it was I'm a good sure one. there's a lot of people who are like, well, what about this person? What about that person? Well, what about them? Let us know. <laughs> but, uh, don't forget guys, we will be back in your feed next week. And as always, the struggle is real. Thanks for listening to the disconnect.